We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Genesis 32 and 22. Genesis 32, 22, New King James Version. Let's pray before we dive in. Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to um, surround ourselves with your word. We ask, Father, more than a Logos word, that you would give us a rhema word on today. Father, speak into this place. Speak specifically to each and every person that sits under the sound of my voice. I ask, Lord, that you would remove any distraction, any mental or physical distraction, God, that would keep us from receiving exactly what you have for us. God, move in this place because more than us walking into our Monday in our right mind, Father, we need to walk into our Monday with the mind that you gave us so that we can be effective and, and, and efficient in what we do. We thank you for what you're going to say in this space on today. In Jesus' name, somebody shout a hearty amen. 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 Let's go to Genesis 32, 22. You should be there by now. Let's do this. <clears throat> Look at your neighbor and say, let's do this. Oh, that's so, I wouldn't go to war with you if that's the way you're going to talk. Look at your neighbor and say, let's do this. Yeah, that's what I'm, isn't that like an 80s phrase or something like that? Let's do this. Yeah. A couple people know. Never mind. All right. Genesis 32, 22. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. <clears throat> For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, Penuel, excuse me, um, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. Somebody shout amen. <clears throat> to me, um, there is a lot of Jacob's story that parallels with our stories. Um, if we read through Jacob's life, you would find that at some point God made himself known to Jacob. Uh, and Jacob became aware of God's presence in his life. Jacob had a dream once where uh, a ladder um, from the earth was reaching the heavens and angels were going up and down this ladder. Uh, and in that same dream, God speaks to Jacob, um, and he lets him know um, that I'm going to bless you in multiple ways. And he doubled down on it in saying that 
I promise you I won't leave you until I bless you the way that I just told you. Even with all of that kind of assurance, Jacob awakes from the dream and he spends the next 20 plus years trying to bless himself any way that he could. And he becomes this person that he is just sick of being. Um, and until he has this face-to-face -face with God um, at 97, year, 97 years old, Jacob never reaches a turning point. Shout turning point. A turning point only takes place when you have an encounter with God. A turning point will only take place in your life when you have an encounter with God. For Jacob, his turning point was at the river of Jabbok at, at 97 years old. And my question to you is, when is it going to be your turning point? Will you be 97 like Jacob? Will you be 65? Will you be 43 with three children and, and a dog and, and a picket fence around the house? When will your turning point happen? Or will your turning point happen today? Jacob was very keen on making sure um, that he understood all of the details and what was happening in his story. And, and he calls out the river of Jabbok. He calls out the place where it happened. And what I'm trying to convey to you in this moment is that today can be your Jabbok. Yes. Yes. Today can be the place where your turnaround happens. Shout turnaround. But a turnaround only happens is if you have a face-to-face -face with God. And I'm so glad that you showed up to a place where the presence of God is because you can have that experience today if you truly want it. Shout a turnaround. As we close this three-week sermon, I want to pull away three thoughts or three points from Jacob's Turn around. Let's push to verse 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Point number one, write this down. Uh, it is the, the phrase, seeing God in the fight. Say that with me. Seeing God in the fight. Jacob is in hand-to-hand -hand combat with God. And it took him a while to recognize that he wasn't wrestling against a man. Say that again. He is in hand-to-hand, -hand, close proximity with God. But it still took him a while for him to finally recognize that he was wrestling against God. After a bit of pain, Jacob finally realizes that he, this, this fight that he's in is against God Almighty. One of the most powerful things that can ever happen in your life is to finally recognize that you're not wrestling against man. 
you're not wrestling against a situation. You're wrestling against God. One of the best things that can ever happen to you is to finally recognize that I'm not wrestling against my spouse. I'm not wrestling against this situation. I'm not wrestling against my incompetent supervisor. I'm actually, in fact, wrestling against God's will in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling against God's plan for my life. I'm wrestling against God taking control of my life. The most powerful thing that can ever happen to you is to finally see that it is not you I should be focused on. It is him. Sometimes the situations and circumstances that you go through are not about the situation or the circumstance. You need to be looking above the situation or circumstance so you can see the one who's behind it at times. And finally, Jacob, after experiencing some unnecessary pain, shout unnecessary, because God didn't have to touch his hip, but finally God touches his hip, and he can now see, I've been wrestling against God. This relationship is on two flat tires. What is it going to take for you to finally recognize that you've been wrestling against God and not them? New Testament, Acts chapter 9. I don't know if y'all believe me, like, Mazel, that's like, sound the field, cuz. Okay. New Testament, Acts chapter 9. There was a fellow by the name of Saul. And Saul spent his life, it's no joke, spent his life persecuting the church, killing Christians. Legit, killing Christians. He was a beast. He's traveling down the Damascus Road one day. And he's on his way, actually, it cracks him up. He's on his way to go kill more Christians. And he hears a voice from heaven that says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Listen to that. He was struggling in the flesh, and he was fighting in the flesh, but he was actually fighting against God. So he was so confused, he says, who are you, Lord? Listen to me. There are things that you go through that have nothing to do with the situation that is at hand. It has everything to do with your battle, your fight, your wrestling with God. And when are you going to finally realize that I'm breaking people, I'm breaking relationships, I'm destroying situations simply because I keep wanting to fight against God's will, his plan, his, his, his peace for my life. At some point, I got to give up. At some point, I got to stop. I will have nothing left if I don't stop. You won't be able to recognize the relationship if you don't stop. You'll do so much damage to the kids if you don't stop. You won't be able to fix it. At some point, you've got to recognize that it's not you, baby, that I'm fighting against. I've been fighting God over his will my entire life. I've been fighting God for control of my mind my entire life. 
I've been fighting God for control of my heart my entire life. And here's the thing. Everybody in your life is getting hurt and getting destroyed and everybody's distraught and they don't know what's going on. But you should figure out at some point that the battle is not against them. You're battling against God. What cracks me up is that we give people too much credit. We think people can destroy us that way. Listen, only God has that touch. Okay. Shout, seeing God in the fight. Let's get number two. Are you learning something? Verse 26. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Point number two, write this down, is is the phrase admitting my character. Say that with me, admitting my character. After Jacob announces to God um, that his intentions in this fight have now changed, you know, he goes from battling God to embracing God. Um, and what I found interesting about the exchange, once you know Jacob has his change of heart, is that God doesn't. So Jacob says to God, "I'm not letting you go unless you bless me," and God doesn't straight away bless him. You know, it was like, bless me, and he, like, blesses him. It, it, it didn't happen. What I found interesting is that God asked him a question first. He asked him, what is your name? Now, to be honest, I looked at that, and I said to myself, well, God, your timing's off, right? Because, like, that's just a social norm, God. When you come into someone's presence, you, you announce yourself. Um, and, and, and you didn't do that when they, you know, when we got into this fight, you would have thought even because, you know, God showed up here just to bless Jacob. He showed up here to wrestle with Jacob just to bless him. You would have thought they would have been an announcer for the fight. He could have sent an angel for the fight to be an announcer for the fight to announce who's fighting. You know, in, in this corner, we have the champion, God clothed in glory, mercy. <laughs> and in this corner, we have the challenger, Jacob. You know, there should have there been something. But I recognized when I looked at this that God wasn't asking Jacob his name for social norms. You see, in, in the Old Testament, a person's name was linked to their character. It was linked to their nature. So when God asked Jacob his name, he is basically t- saying to Jacob, admit to me your character. For the first time in Jacob's life, he is coming face to face with who he has been all of this time. God says to Jacob, admit to me who you've been all of this time. So Jacob looks around. He says, uh, 
I've been a hill grabber all of this time. I've been a liar. I've been a cheat. I've been a trickster. All of this time. I want you to see the power in this moment. Because if, if you look at the text, God says he had already, let's be clear about this. God showed up just to bless Jacob. But before I bless you, there has to be a change in character. He asked Jacob, what has been your modus operandi for working through the life that I gave you? What's been your character? And I guess my question to you is, what's your character? Who have you been being in this life? Have you been a pretender? Have you been a fake? Have you just been a bitter person? Who have you been being in this life? Because here's the thing. In order for me to turn this thing around the way that I want, want to turn it around, you first have to admit who you've been being. I want you to admit your character to me. Here's the beautiful thing about it all. God hears him say this stuff and keeps it moving. He admits every dirty, dark secret that he has ever done before God in his name. I already told you what his name means. So for the first time, he has to admit it to God, and he admits it to himself. And God doesn't bat an eye. I want to get you comfortable in this space to know that you have a God that can hear everything about you. He knows everything about you, and it does not bother him. He asks you that question, and he makes you deal with it for your benefit, not his. Do you think Jacob's character was ever questioned? Now, let me tell you this. Jacob was a successful man. He was winning. Hashtag grinding. Nobody questions the character of a person who's grinding and making things happen. Nobody in Jacob's life was questioning him. Boy, did you do that the right way? How did you handle that situation? Were you be, was it pride in that situation? How did you? Nobody's asking him this stuff, but he finally comes face to face with God, and God says, tell me what you've been up to all this time. Who have you been? I've been full of pride all of this time, God. I've been stubborn all of this time, God. I've, I've, been, I, I've been lying to myself all of this time, God. How have you been navigating through the life that I gave you? Because in order for me to move on and bless you the way that I desire to bless you, because I only showed up here to bless you, you have to admit your character to me. Listen to me. He doesn't do it for his benefit. This is not for God's benefit. When was the last time you were challenged about the way that you've been acting? That's just who I am, girl. I can't help that. 
I've been like this for 25 years. I ain't changing now. I ain't looking back. So nobody can challenge you. Nobody can say anything to you because I've just been this way. You know me. If you know me, you know that's how I get down. No, it's not. Listen, you are wrong. You're prideful. You're stubborn. And you are all the way backwards on that. And God is saying, listen to me. I want you to admit it to yourself and admit it to me for your benefit. The tragedy in this for me, and this is my personal opinion, this is what I got from it. He was 97 when it happened. I'm willing to admit my, I'm, I'm willing to admit my character right now, God. I don't want to waste another day. If I, I would have known this when I was 20, I would have done it then. Because I've spent all of this time being someone that I didn't necessarily want to be. Let's get this last one. Let's go back to verse 26. And Jacob said, let me go for the day breaks. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Point number three, our final point for today, is the phrase, time for name change. <clears throat> Say that with me, time for name change. So just before God blesses Jacob, <clears throat> he asks him, what is your name? And I think I've stated this already. What I loved about it is that in him stating his name, he stated the person that he had been. He unveiled every little thing that he had ever been in his life. And God doesn't bat an eye. There's no reprimand. There's no like, boy, what you've been doing. Um, there's nothing. God's like, okay, I got that. Um, it didn't catch God by surprise. Because before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So I know what you've done already. And I know what they've been calling you. But it's time for a name change. Because, oh gosh, y'all, because the blessings that you're asking me for, are tied to the nature of Israel, not Jacob. You see, I've got a blessing for Israel. The stuff that you're asking me for belongs to Israel. 
So I've got to change your name in this moment because I just came to bless you. And I'm letting you know, Jacob, that in this moment, it is time for a name change. I can't bless you unless there's a name change. And a name change means that there's going to be a character change. There's going to be a mindset change. There's going to be a heart change. There's going to be a, a, a way that I start to walk differently because God has changed my name. We sit frustrated with God. This is no joke. Frustrated with God. I see, God, that you're working in their life, and I see you blessing that person, and I see what you're doing in that person's life. But you have to understand that there are certain blessings and certain promises that are tied to a certain nature. God, I'm upset where I am, and I'm tired of continuing to do this same thing, and God is saying it is time for a name change because these promises these blessings all of this favor all of this grace that I want to bestow on you won't match with the character you've been so Jacob you're no longer going to be called Jacob from now on you're going to be called Israel. For some reason, this came to life for me. I, um, it was at some point last year, and uh, Tina and, and Kennedy were traveling on a, on a volleyball trip, and I'm the one who's responsible for booking the travel. A lot of pressure, y'all, to do this stuff. Just a lot of pressure. And... Um, well, it's complex because, you know, like, you don't want to get the flight too early coming back. And then because if you get it too early coming back, then you might miss the flight because you're still at the game. And it's just a whole back and forth. So we're canceling flights, rebooking flights, doing this whole thing. And in that process, in that ebb and flow of trying to book a flight in a room for um, Tina and Kennedy, I made a mistake. I'm a big guy. I made a mistake. I kissed them goodbye. They, um, I'm at the house still, and I kissed them goodbye, and uh, they're headed to the airport. And um, normally she just texts me. She says, hey, when she gets there and gets through um, security, she texts me and says, hey. Um, you know, she'll text me, hey, get on the plane. Like, boom, everything's good. Love you, love you, boom. Everything's great. But probably about an hour and a half later, she's calling me. And I see my phone ringing. I'm saying, that ain't, that ain't, that's not good. This is not going to be good. So she's on the phone. She, I answer the phone, what's up, babe? And she's talking frantically. Babe, you put the wrong name on the ticket. What do you mean I put the wrong name on the ticket? You put Tina instead of Shatina. Well, I'm thinking to myself, that is Tina. Tell the guy that you're Tina, and, it, and Tina is short for Shatina. Tell the guy, just simply, and she's like, babe, the flight's getting ready to take off. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm running back to, the, to, the, to the, um, the ticket, you know, drawer to make sure that they give me this flight. I'm, I'm heading over there now, and I don't know what we're going to do. So now she hangs up the phone, and I'm like, man, I done messed this thing up. This girl going to be mad with me. She calls me back, and she says, babe. I was able to get a change, and I'm running to the gate to get on the flight. And 
I took away from that. I took away from that experience that God has punched a ticket on a blessing for a certain name. The ticket's already written. I'm going to bless you. But I got to start making sure that my character, that my nature, that my person starts to line up with who God desires for me to be. Because here's the thing. I've got blessings sitting in limbo simply because I won't change my character. I refuse to be a different person. I refuse to start thinking different. I refuse to start acting different. And God is saying, I've already punched the ticket. Just change your name. What do you have sitting there? Blessings that belong to you with your name on it. You say, Pastor Wanzel, I I am me. This is my name. I'm Wanzel. I'm talking about the person that God created you to be. You see, the problem with that is that when I, when, I, when I came out, you know, my mother and my father had an opportunity to name me. They had an opportunity to shape me and mold me. And for whatever reason, I've gone off track and I've gone away from who God has called me to be. God says, listen, I got blessings written out for you. It's time for a name change. It's time for a character change. It is time for a nature change because you listen to me. You don't know how bad I want to bless you. You don't know how bad I want to bless you. So in the book of Malachi, it talks about robbing God. If you don't bring the tithe and the offering, you heard that before, right? Doing offering. But it is not that you rob God of money. Let's just be very clear. God is a spirit. He can't use a dollar. We get that. What God is saying that you rob him of is the opportunity for him to bless you the way that he wants to. He only shows up in your life to bless you, not to bring you harm, not to bring you pain, not to separate you from people. He just wants to bless you. But the only thing that he is asking is for a nature change. Here's the awesome part. He asked for a nature change, but he's the only one that can change your name. So he's not asking something of you that you cannot do. You say, Pastor Wanza, I'm a far way out there because I don't know about this nature changing. You're in the place where natures have been changed. You're in the place where ideologies have changed. You're in the place where philosophies about life have changed. Why not you? Why not let today be your jabak? Why not let today be the day that you say, listen, I saw God face to face. I stopped reaching for his hand. I stopped chasing his blessing, and I finally saw him face to face. And when you see God face to face, he gives you the opportunity to change your name. Stand to me. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. 
We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.